Hello, and welcome to the Wife Life Podcast, where your hosts, Erica and Maggie, keep it real, raw, and relatable, discussing the overwhelming topics of being a supportive wife, mom, and woman. It's not all champagne and caviar. And now, here's Erica and Maggie. What's up, guys? It's Erica. It's Maggie. How's it going? Today we are going to talk about postpartum. Ooh, that's a tough one. Fortunately, I didn't get any of that. I got a little bit of like the baby blues things. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I I really was fortunate enough that I did not have that with any three of the pregnancies that I had. That's amazing too because of three, like three of three, you're good. Right. But the baby blues, okay, I didn't even know what baby blues were until like I had Mia. In- Same. I remember the nurse, like the only time I heard it was as I was leaving the hospital and you know, they go through the discharge thing and the nurse just was kind of talking about that. But I'm like, why are, why are we just learning about this now when I'm like... Already have a human being in yeah, your arms? I, yeah. And I'm like not with it. You're so just like tired. Especially with your first kid. Because like yes. b- baby blues, I kind of had with Max, but with Mia, they were so bad. I literally was just sobbing like every day for no reason. Yes, literally. And and for those of you who, like don't know the difference, you know, because we do have mom, we have people listeners yeah. that yes. aren't moms. So baby blues is more of just like that empty shell. It's like the first two weeks yeah. they say are kind yeah. of like that's overwhelming normal. of your emotions. hormones too are yep. just trying to go back to normal. You have this new human. You're like, what yes. the hell is going on? Exactly. Exactly. So they, it's, it's, you're just like a roller coaster. And I can remember it was after I had Gracie and that's funny because you had it with Mia. It was your first, she was a girl and you were 21, 22. Yep. And Grace was my first and a girl. And I was the same age when I had her and it was the same thing. Like I just would be perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden I would feel like this overwhelming flood of emotions and Mm -hmm. it was never like angry. I just would be sad and like, just start crying. Yeah. And you're like, what? (laughs) <laughs> what, yeah. it, what is this they literally don't warn you about this no and, at all and it it needs to be talked about more like a lot of the postpartum stuff does oh big time and I feel like partly like this generation's doing a better job of like talking about things and being more vulnerable but at the same time I feel like everyone's still kind of in the aesthetically pleasing like oh it was a perfect delivery yeah it's a perfect birth and all of the things are just perfect I bounced right back yeah and it's like okay good for you (laughs) and I have all of my shit together yeah no well that's not real I mean even though you didn't go through like all of the postpartum depression and anxiety and stuff like it's still not easy no (laughs) not at all first year (laughs) no I think it's literally mind-blowing that um you can have a child and not be required to go through any type of CPR classes or even a childbirth class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all optional because yeah. you're literally going to take home an entire human being that you are responsible for. Yeah. With no knowledge of you know how stable your life is, you're taking home another human being yeah. with you, and it's just kind of like a. There you go. Yep. Good luck. But then, so here's a here's a weird <clears throat> kicker. Um, if you get divorced, which I am mm-hmm. or was, have been divorced, and you have kids, you literally have to go through a class to help you manage your children through a divorce. But I can have a child 
and yeah, that, not be required to take any type of like life lesson well, learning like classes. Adopting. It's so hard to adopt and yes. like even foster, oh, like gosh, all that stuff yes. you have to go through. But I can literally just have a baby and take wow. them home and you have no idea if I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And then you only have that one six week checkup with your doctor. Yes. And that's it. Yes. And it's just mind blowing. And it is like full on adulthood. And you wonder why people have tendencies to draw in and become depressed and deal with so much because you have to be okay because you are responsible for a human life. Yeah. And the way, like how it is, like they just go home, you're fine. You have one checkup in six weeks and that's it. Like it makes you feel like you have to be like, you shouldn't be feeling sad or angry or like going through it. Because it's normal. Everybody does it. Yeah. And it's, it is totally normal to feel not happy. Like, (laughs) I remember, because I was, like, the first of one of my friends to have a kid, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, she's so cute. Are you so happy? Like, is this the best time of your life? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. Like, but no. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it, and it's scary. It's really scary. I struggled a lot. I struggled the most with Mia. Just, I had a lot of other health stuff going on, but I already am someone that has anxiety and, like, yeah. depression and stuff through my life, so that obviously plays into it when it comes to the postpartum, but... Um, I remember we stayed at my parents like the first week or so and I went upstairs, someone was holding me and I just was like crying and my mom was like, this is normal. Like this is, I know it doesn't feel normal, but it's normal thinking it's these baby blues that everybody yeah, talks about. I feel like about. I talked about that the other week a little bit, but, and she just kind of explained it to me more and was like, you just have to talk about it. Yeah. I'm like, I sound crazy. And I was like, someone's going to take my baby away. Like. People are going to think I don't like her, that I'm a terrible mom and like all this stuff. And she's like, who cares what anyone else thinks? Like, you just got to take care of yourself and your baby. And that helped a little. But then I remember I was like, okay, I've got this. And then we literally lived like eight minutes away. Yeah. Jack and I. And we went back home after that week. I was like hysterically crying. You'd (laughs) think I'd moved like 10 hours away. I was like. I have to move in with my mom. I can't do this. And Jack's like, what do you mean? Like, she's literally down the street. And I was like, nope, nope. Like, I cried every night. Cried myself to sleep. Oh, gosh. It was horrible. And that lasted probably like three months of just like an irrational thoughts. I had those like crazy thoughts. Like, sometimes I'd have to set her down. Yeah. So I was like, what if I just threw her? (laughs) Like, and it sounds so crazy, but. Everybody, everybody thinks that. And, and, and. It, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you're going to act upon that. It's a, there's a big difference in thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw her against the wall. Yeah. And then actually doing it. Like, yeah. I think it's just difference. the thought of like, holy shit, I'm responsible for this person. And all I have to do is just, if I just like threw her or dropped her, like that's it. Yeah. And so she's like, oh my God. Was like, obviously you caught yourself. Like you would, you would catch yourself getting to a, a breaking point mentally and emotionally. Um, was Jack, like, did he pick up on those cues from you? Or were you just, like, blunt with him? Like, hey, I need you right now. Um, I think both. Yeah. I mean, we, it was kind of just weird because we were still dating. Yeah. And, I mean, we got pregnant right away. So we just been through a lot. And I was, you know, it's, like, hard to, like, try and keep the, like, 
I want to be like romantic and like get to know you and not freak you out. So you leave me and I don't want you to think, <laughs> don't I'm, think crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> like, oh my God. So this time around, I was like buying all the postpartum stuff and like, you know, yeah. all the, and Jack's like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, Doomsday prepper. we didn't talk about any of this when you had Mia because like we hadn't even been dating for like a whole year. And I was right. like, yeah, I was, yeah. Not good. Yeah. This, you basically shove up your butt and this is like, you clean it out. So <laughs> yeah, that was, it's the two kids, the difference of our conversations. But I think he picked up on it, but I just, I couldn't even control it. I think I was very blunt. Yeah. And I think I got better the more blunt I got because I'd try and keep it to myself. Yep. And then I would just lash out even more and just, yeah, he usually just looked at me like, I don't know what to do. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go over here and get the baby and we'll leave you be for a minute. Yeah, but he he was cute. I remember he told me, like, he would read up on stuff, like articles about yeah. just. Well, that's good because, yeah. I mean, if if you are open enough to tell your spouse, like, how you're me. feeling about something or, like, if you, you know your body and, yeah. like, you know when something's off kilter and, like, I've said before, like, Josh knows kind of, like, when I'm off or I know when he's off, like, you just get a vibe from them mm-hmm. or, like, a sense and being able to openly ask them like hey what's going on what can I help with like are you good like and then being honest enough to be able to tell them and trust them enough to know like they're not going to judge you they're not going to think you're a shitty mom because right that's what that's like our biggest fear as a mom is to for anyone not even just our kids not our just our spouse not our family anyone anyone to think that I'm a bad mom that I right that is the last thing that I want to happen yeah and when you make yourself vulnerable to anyone, even your spouse, that's like a lot of trust in them. But no, like to have that trust in them, like to be able to tell them that, that I think that's monumental in a relationship, mm-hmm. no matter who it is, even with your, with your friends, your family, anybody. Yeah. Uh, because if you can't tell them that, then you're literally suffering in silence. And there's so many women that I know, like even now, like you went through that with Mia and she's only five. Yeah. And you just had Max a year ago. Yeah. So like that means you went for like three, four years and held a lot of that inside to the point where you're like, holy shit, I'm never going to feel like that again. I don't want to do this again. Yeah. But how do we fix it for round two? Yeah. It was a lot better with Max. I just from the get go, I was like, I know that this might happen again. Yeah. But like, I just have to talk to Jack, like be open, just do what I have to do and not just try and like, I don't know if stay strong is the word, but like try and put on a face, you know, like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm happy. This is the best time of my life. La la la. Even like, you know, cause then that just is exhausting too, like it mentally is. draining. But this time around I dealt with a little like postpartum anxiety. Like the first month I could not sleep in the same room as Max. He was such a loud sleeper and I don't know what it was, <laughs> but like his, the noises he would make were so triggering. Like, I wouldn't sleep. I would just stay up and stare at him and think he's, like, not breathing and dying. And I was getting so tired. And finally, Jack was like, I will – because, you know, when they're that little, you stay in the same room as them. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> and Jack was like, I will do it. Like, And I was like, once he wakes up and he's awake or he needs to eat, like, come get me. But, like, I couldn't be in the room. I felt like I was going crazy and that I, like, would want to take him to the hospital for no reason. But to me, in that moment, it seemed so, worried. like, legit Yeah, that something's wrong. You're worried and scared. And everyone's like, your, your mom, like, brain, your mom, gut will know. But I'm like, 
No, it won't because I always think something's wrong. <laughs> like when I'm going through those like well, yeah. stuff, I just am like, nope. And it doesn't help that like you said, when you, when this was the, you said the first month. Yeah. So it's like you are already dealing with your own body changing yeah. and dealing with all of the shit that happens after you have a baby. Um, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then having that level of anxiety on top of that, I can't imagine, dude. Like, I literally can't imagine. I You feel crazy. It's it's heartbreaking to hear that that's, like, that was, like, your experience mm-hmm. with that. Because that, that sucks. And I know. And then you do. You feel like a shit mom. You, yes. And you're like, what is wrong with me? Yes. And, but this time, too, like, I've just, I don't know. I'm just more comfortable talking about it. Like, and I've posted stuff on TikTok and yes. so that's like some of my most relatable content is stuff yeah. regarding like postpartum and just mom stuff. But I posted one video and people were like, like, thank you. Like, I feel like I'm alone or yeah. like, especially if you're a first time mom. Oh, yeah. You're like, what in the heck? And and if you don't have a support system either, that can be really hard. And I don't know. I just think it's something to talk about. And I, everyone's experience is different. So this isn't to like scare anyone if you're not a mom yet or whatever. Right, but right. Cause I didn't, like I said, I didn't go through any of that yeah. with any, any of the three that I gave birth to. I, I didn't have any of that. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm very fortunate in that aspect Yeah. because that would scare me a lot. It is scary. And it's like, there's so many things going through your mind. Cause you're like, I'm trying to heal my body. Yes. I'm trying to take care of my baby. And then also I had Mia. So I have two kids Yeah. trying to maintain my relationship with my husband. Yeah. Who is a working member of your yeah. household, so he's gone. <clears throat> yes. All the time. Yes. And just, like, there's just so many things going on, and it can be really hard and, like, scary and lonely. Yes. And isolating, because you're like, I I don't know. Your just mind isn't in the right spot, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. I can totally see how you 1,000% feel like you're alone, and then... On top of the fact that you were already a stay-at-home mom. So then you're like, I already have this routine and nothing against dads, but like they're not real keen and hip to be in like, oh, well, hey, we just, ha- we just had another baby. So I need to do this, this, and this for the other kids. So that yeah. they just, yeah. and it's innately just not in their nature to do it. Right. It just isn't. It's not. It's not. Um, I remember when, uh, when Josh and I had Jackson, like he, um, he told me it's different for a woman than it is a man. And I, I honestly, like, Gracie was 10 and Carson was 7. Um, Chloe was 3 when we had Jack. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for him to say this, and we already had other kids, like, he had already experienced a newborn, yeah. things like that. Or he told me, dads do not just have that instant connection Mm -hmm. with a newborn as soon as they are born. Like, yes, do they love them unconditionally? 1000%. Do they, would they die for them? Whatever. Yeah, of course. Are they madly? But they don't have that same connection. Like, it's not like moms all know, like you can feel like you can be sad and you can be angry. You can be upset. And that baby it doesn't matter. They're upset. You pick them up. You are comforting to yes. them because everything inside, everything that you are is familiar to mm-hmm. them. Like literally the dad is picking this baby up into that baby. That dad is a stranger. Right. 
the the baby already knows you. Yeah, they may hear your vo- hear you know dad's voice in the womb right. and all this stuff, but like literally, that person is a stranger to that mm-hmm. baby. So they have to get com- the baby has to get comfortable with dad being that comfort thing also. Right. So that adds just like another layer. And I told Josh, I was like, I get that. Like I understand. Like when he said that to me, I was like, holy crap! Like I literally never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Because all you know, we as a mom, you our want- brains are just wired. Yes. That way too. Like, yes. it's just the mom instinct. Like, just. Yes. So then on top of, like, not feeling well mm-hmm. with your own body healing and taking care of a toddler and a newborn um, and, and any other kids, or even if, like you said, if it is your firstborn, you're alone out here doing this, you have a dad who feels like they can't do anything. Right. Yeah. Because they're not going to yes. do it right. They're- and then if he, are you, I don't know if you're like me, but, like, I could remember Josh would be like, I'll get up and get him. Yep. And I'm like, I'll just do it because I know without a doubt in my mind, I'm going to lay there in bed and be like, he's not going to do it right. Yes. And then you hear them crying and you're like, all right, I'm just, I'm going to get up and just do it. Exactly. That is. And it's nothing yep. against the dad. No. And Jack, like he would, he'll be like, I'll do the night feedings or like you just relax. I'll, I'll like go change. And I'm just like, no, no, because I'm going to hear the crying. I'm going to get stressed out. If I don't hear crying, I'm going to be stressed out. Like, did he get it okay? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just easier. I don't, it's hard, but easier just to do it yourself. It, that's exactly what it is. It's, it is a thousand percent easier to do it yourself. But then you have to sit back and you have to, like, recognize that it's not just on you. Yeah. Because a, too many women, I've done it. And I'm like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. It's. They want to help. Like, dads want to help. Yeah. They want to be there. Well, yeah. And we'll, like, be like, I want to do it myself. But then if they aren't helping, then you're like, why aren't you helping? Well, I'm doing it all by myself. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> it's yeah. a vicious cycle it, that we fuck around in our heads. It is. It is. You know what else is, like, <laughs> the mom thing? Like, I'll complain about the kids. Like, they're driving me crazy. I can't stand this. Like, whatever. And then, like. I need a break. And then an hour later, I'm like, are you sure you don't want any more kids? Like, are you sure? Because I want another. And Jack's <laughs> like, you are psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I don't know. What is wrong with my brain? <laughs> but. That's, that's just how, that's just the mom life. That's just what we do. Uh, because again, like I said, we, we, we have to control, especially like the stay-at-home moms. That's our job. That is our sole thing to mm-hmm. do. Yep. So you get encompassed by that and then you feel overwhelmed. Um, I, like I said, didn't have the postpartum, but I can totally relate to feeling of overwhelmed and like needing a break and just having to step away because every stage that your kids go through, it doesn't matter what age they are. At some point, it gets to be a lot. It gets to you. It does. It does. They can be teenagers. Like Grace is a dri- she drives. That is a whole nother oh, level gosh, of stress. That and terrifies worry. me. Oh God! I I literally hope that you take up drinking before <laughs> Mia learns to drive because you will be in a padded room. <laughs> I'm worried for you. <laughs> you will <laughs> do not teach her to drive, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm, I think about that too. Like I'll ask Jack, like what happens when she's like, we'll talk about like high school and I'm like, what if she's at a party and she's all this stuff. And he's like, why are you like stressing about that right now? And I'm like, because yeah, those are things like literally those are phases. You just got to think about though. Like also like, how are we going to handle this? And because I 
stress about something all the time. Yes. It's scary. So you have Grace's driver and then Carson is a freshman in high school. So it's like, oh my God, he's at high school. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is he okay? Is he getting bullied? Is he being a good kid? Is he, you know, just. High school can be hard. I loved high school. I thought it was a great time, but I know a lot of people didn't like high school school. too. Yeah. I went through some hard stuff, but. I know overall I loved it right but I know that's not the same for everyone exactly and it's always it's never like the same for girls I mean obviously girls and boys are different but like socially if you can't tell like I didn't have a problem socially yeah yeah no I was not an issue for me right but like Carson's a little shyer yeah and so like I worry about that stuff and you got Chloe who is in fifth grade so like she's on the cusp of middle school and, Gosh, those oh, girls can be brutal. brutal. Yes, they can't. They, they can be. Especially like it's worse than obviously like when we were in school just because of social media and just like all that. Oh, oh yeah. And my, now like it's not even like middle school, like like middle school is like high school. Yes. And I swear to God, high school is like college. It, 100 percent. It, it's it's you see these middle schoolers me. and I'm like, you're in middle school. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Like, the stuff you're doing and just the way Talking they present about- themselves. And yes, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, my sister's class, there was this whole drama. I think it was in eighth grade. She's a senior now, right? In high school, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I remember this was in eighth grade, and it was, like, when iPads were, like, becoming the thing at school. Yeah. Kids were, like, airdropping mean pictures <gasps> and, like, note texts, you know, like, about each other. Yeah. And, like, airdropping them in class and, like, making fun of people. Like, I'm like, What? This, yeah, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. But yeah. those are just like whole other levels of, of, of stress and discomfort that you feel as a mom. And you, again, you worry. Right. You get out of everything. one phase that's hard and move into something that is easier in one way, but hard in another way. Yes. And I, I mean, I can only imagine like it's that much worse when the, you know, like our moms, I'm sure would be like, well, wait till they freaking move out and mm-hmm. wait till they're having kids of their own. Yeah. And they, you know, like the things that they're going to have to overcome and the struggles that they're going to have. Right. Um, but like, you know, talking, being able to talk to your kids. Mm-hmm. I know that like Mia's young right now. So, but being able to talk to her about things that you're worrying about and like helping them understand like why you're worried about it. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly hard. That's something that scares me because I'm like, I want to have a boundary with her, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm i her mom. Yes. And I want to make sure she knows I'm her mom. But I also, like, want to be her friend so she's comfortable yep. talking to me about things. It is a very fine line. Yes. So, yeah, Gracie's 17. And she is dealing with uh, work. And, you know, she wor- she goes to work. She goes to school. She plays sports. And... So there are some things that she is dealing with relationships with friends, relationships with boys. Like I want to be able to have conversations with her that are um, realistic right? from a mom. But then I also want her to trust me enough to confide in me like I'm a friend. Right. That's why I feel like it's so hard. Like how do you yeah. teeter totter on that? It's just like. It is. It, it's, it's incredibly difficult. Um you literally, you worry about everything that they're doing from the moment that you find out you're born, that they're, that you, they're the in moment, their stomach. Yeah. They, the moment you find soon, out you're yes. pregnant until forever. Game over. You're like, I feel like yep. a level of anxiety and depression almost are like 
coincide with motherhood. Seriously. And I think that's why I struggled a lot just because I already, before I was even a mom, yeah, I dealt with that. So then, yeah, I just, it's really hard. Do they put like, when they say like this is postpartum, do they put like a time frame? Like you'll feel better in X amount of months. Not really. I mean, the common answer, just talking to other moms or like talking, I briefly, you know, when I talked to my doctor, they're like the first year. Yeah. Is the hardest, but they usually say around six months, things slowly start to improve. And I, I feel like that's true to an extent. Like for me, I feel like I remember just, he was like eight months and it kind of dawned on me that like, okay, my anxiety's not as bad. It's like calming yeah. down. I don't really remember with Mia. Do you feel honestly. like you got more like once you got into a better routine schedule wise and like systematically felt more comfortable with two? Yeah. That that you the, yeah. felt better? Yeah. I think the two was scary. That's the whole like you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now I have two things I have to keep alive. <laughs> Literally. So yeah. I it took a while. With with Mia, honestly though, I, I feel like it took me like two years to feel like myself again, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just a lot was going on. Well, you, I mean, I feel like your first kid, they say like when you have one, it's easier to add another one, It which in one aspect it is because yeah. you know, like you're familiar with other things. But like when you have that first baby, you go from being a couple mm-hmm. and you're worried just like mainly about yourself and this other, you know, your partner to now like you literally have to solely take care of one whole person and they are solely dependent on you. Yeah. So you go from being like almost like dependent in a relationship with each on each other. But you know, like at the end of the day, as bad as it sounds, like you could stand on your own two feet. You don't need this human being to stand on your feet. Right. Um, But then it's like, you have that first one and it's a total game changer. And I, it Mm -hmm. completely changes your entire world and your priorities in life. Oh, 100%. And we were 22 when we had our first kid. So it's like, wow. Yeah. Priority has changed real quick and a lot. I was barely taking care of myself and then I have to take care of this human and like have a relationship. And then that's another thing that is hard. And I feel like people don't want to talk about is how hard it is to maintain your relationship with your husband or boyfriend or partner or whatever when you have a kid. Oh, yeah. Like the first year. Oh, my gosh. Like I just I, it's so hard. It to, is because, you know, you have the baby who doesn't sleep through the night almost you know, the whole year, Matt yeah. still doesn't sleep through the night. You're dealing with that. You're healing your body. Your hormones are still crazy. You're learning about this new baby. You have all this stuff going on. You're tired. And then you have your husband or whatever. And I'm yeah. just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> that you still want to be, and you still want to feel that connection with them. Yes. That not only, okay, I'm not just, don't look at me. It's just a mom. Mm-hmm. Like I still want to be like your pretty little thing. Yeah, but then you don't feel like it a lot of the time. Ever. You don't you don't feel like, like that. It's like you come home with the kid in a diaper, I'm wearing a diaper, like literally. It's real sexy. Literally. <laughs> God. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's, it's so it, but it's, it's important to um li- like focus on that relationship as well because I think that if if everybody, you know, you you realize like you're a mom and you're a and you're a wife mm-hmm. and keeping like keeping that relationship alive is still important to you then you make it work 
Right. But like you said, the first year, oh, I was, okay, so I co-slept uh, with Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, the child slept with me until she was five years old. Uh, Max sleeps with me a lot right now. He's one. Yeah, but. Okay. I still, people are still like, uh-uh. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. I vowed I would never do that again. Yeah, so did I after Mia. We were like, no way. And yes. So Gracie literally, like I said, she slept with me till she was five. And the only reason she got out of my bed because I was like, you're going to kindergarten. You're a big girl. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, bye. That's all. Oh, right. I mean, I can <laughs> promise you right now if I was like, we want to sleep with me, she would every, anytime that Josh was out of town. Oh, I did that with my mom. When yeah. my dad was on work trips, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. She would be like, oh, I'm going to sleep with you. Um, or Jackson. But I, I was like, when I had Carson, I was like, I am not, he is not coming to my bed. That child slept <laughs> so good really the best gracie i i would lay with her and i would like even if she slept with me i would like you don't put your one-year-old to bed the same time you go to bed right i would have to lay with her until she fell asleep we and then like that with mia creep out yeah creep out of the bedroom and you're like shut the door quietly yes. do not please wake god her up. yes do not wake her up and then inevitably inevitably they will wake up in the middle of the night and they will be in your bed mm-hmm. Carson I would put him to bed eight o'clock every night literally every night and he sleep through the night that's he slept amazing. through the night from like two weeks on that's amazing still to this day the child will go up to his room at like 7 7 30 be like I'm gonna go lay down he loves his sleep loves to sleep he loves to sleep and if there was any kid in this house that I would be like that I, if I had to co-sleep I would sleep with him because the child doesn't move you're like he's not a light sleeper no he sleeps, he's done, he's out, he's in one spot. That is nice. That was probably refreshing. The other Gracie. kids, yes, they waller. I remember having to lay with Chloe to take a nap because she wouldn't even nap. Max won't nap by I have to drive around. Well, she, she'll, she would nap, but you'd have to lay with her to nap. And then like I. Like the whole time, even when she fell asleep? You could creep out, but you still had to lay with her. Yeah. Or like I remember when like she was like eight, nine months old and Josh would like lay her down in her bed and he would like bounce the mattress you know how like yeah. crib mattresses yeah. are springy he would like bounce the mattress that's funny to keep her asleep so that she would think that she's still rocking yeah uh the, the shit we do yeah for our kids and for our sanity like go to sleep yes absolutely sleep is hard Ooh. and that adds to the postpartum because you don't sleep well like you mm-hmm. don't sleep well Mm-mm. not at all the first i'd say like the first four months sleep your sleep routine is just so whack yeah Mia. not only are you worried yeah but then you're like they wake up because they have to eat oh that's another thing i did with max for the first few months i set an alarm every hour to check on him to make sure he was breathing wow every hour like a psycho well i mean no it's not psycho it's just you know a worry but like, it's okay because like, you didn't go through that and just like from the outside looking in that does seem crazy but it like seems yeah it yeah, does but like to you it's not crazy it's yeah. necessary i don't say it i wouldn't say it seems crazy it seems excessive excessive yeah because and there it, are still times like now and jack's seven and i know josh or i have checked on him not every night but like it happens yeah that we'll check on him still just it's just a thing like i'm just gonna go check on them yep I'll peek in on Mia occasionally. I mean, but Jack ends up in there half the time because she wakes up in the middle of the night or yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's just, I think it's a mom thing, a parent thing. You'll check on your kids. But yeah, the first like th- three or four months, I had an alarm. 
<laughs> no wonder you didn't feel well. Yeah. You don't sleep. But they also do get up. And Did you breastfeed? No. Same. I had a horrible time. That's another thing. With Mia, I tried because I felt like I had to. <laughs> and such a stigma. Yes. In the hospital, you know, the nurses were just like, keep trying, keep trying. And, you know, my mom did it with all five of us. And so I was like, oh, I wanted, like, I wanted to do it. I yeah. wanted to try. But she was also born like a month early. She was a little five pounds. You know, your boobs get massive when your milk yeah. comes in. And her poor little head. And she couldn't latch. And these nurses kept trying. And, you know, they shove her, their face into your boob. And they're like, just. It's not comfortable for no. you. No. And then I kept trying at home. I worked with um, a lactation consultant and she just wouldn't latch. So I strictly pumped for almost three months. Oh, nice. Horrific. Ooh, Horrific. I can't imagine. I wasn't on the same schedule. I'd be pumping and then I'd have to still feed her. And Ew, it's just like, yeah. I'm a cow. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. And finally, when we switched to formula, that was a big switch in my mental state. Yeah. Um, game changer. Jack could feed her. Yes. I didn't have to constantly pump and then feed her then pump then feed her and like I'd wake up in the middle of the night to pump and then go back to sleep and then 30 minutes later wake up and have to feed her yeah and so I didn't even try with Max yeah I was like formula is fine I didn't try with any any of them and there was a lot of people who um told me that I should yeah and tried to convince me that that was the best thing which if it is for some people it is for some people that's not my jam I look at boobies. My boobies are a sexual thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't associate that with my kid. I can't. I can't. It is like a weird deal. Yeah. I cannot like get over. And I, that's just me. And look at, they're fine. Oh, they're healthy. Yeah, they're, they're fine. <laughs> they are healthy little beings. Yeah. See, when I, I remember I was so nervous to tell the like nurses and stuff at the hospital when I had Max that I wasn't. Yeah. And they're like, we don't care. That is best. And I was like, yep. Okay. Yes. Cool. Like, thank like, you. Like, when did that change? I don't... That it's like... Because, well, Jack's seven. So, okay, he, he spent a little time in the NICU um, and was like, had some other complication issues, mm. you know, so it wasn't like I could... I didn't have the opportunity to breastfeed, even if yeah. I was going to with him, whatever. But, like, I feel like there was a time that it flipped somewhere. It, it, I mean, even with Mia, they were just like, let's try. Keep yeah. trying. Like... So that was, like, Jack and Mia are... They're... Yeah, three she's years five. apart. Yeah, two, so, yeah, I don't two, know. three years apart. So it's somewhere in that time frame where it became like, it's like slowly, like you know, not becoming such like a stigma, more of a, a choice that yeah, you can choose. But there's still people that are. I always wonder, like, you don't know how much they're eating. Yeah, because and they're so specific on the formula, like this many ounces, and like yes, he should be having. It. And I'm like, but and I was talking to my mom about that actually because yeah. I Max like wasn't eating what the pediatrician said, but he was still gaining weight, and she was like. I never knew what they were eating. Correct. When they were done, they were done. I was like, okay. Like, that's such a good point because I never thought about that. Right. So when, okay, so like I said, Jack was in the NICU. And before we could, once everything was good and he was ready to come home, like one of the boxes that had to be checked was he ate two ounces. Like they were like, he has to eat a full two ounces. New moms, I feel like would have been like, oh my God, he has to eat all of these two ounces. Now, me, this being like my third go round yeah. with a newborn, mm-hmm. they're not always going to eat a right. full two ounces at every feeding. He may eat three ounces. He may eat one ounce. 
mm-hmm. whatever. And guess what? If he only eats an ounce, I know I'm probably going to be feeding me again in an hour and a half. Right. So Just it gets sooner. to the point mm-hmm. where I'm not even kidding you. Uh, so they have like the little Similac yep. baby mm-hmm. bottles that are like just little teeny tiny things. Yeah. I love those. Those are my favorite. They were ready to go. Oh, yeah. Twist the nipple on and go. Um, Josh was standing over at the little sink in the room and like was squeezing it out of the nipple. The remaining two ounces. Like, so, they, he, so they thought. So they thought that he drank it. And I was like, <laughs> you could just take the lid off and dump it. <laughs> he was like milking it out of the baby bottle nipple. Is that a sexual thing for him? Or? He's like, I guess he just was like, it's got to get out of here because I've got to get out of this hospital. You're not going to go home. Straight. You're so tired. Yes, that is yeah. so funny. You're sleep deprived. Yeah. So yeah. He was, he was milking the bottle into the sink so that we could go home. But like you do there, there you get that. Oh, you have to breastfeed. That's mm-hmm. the best thing. They're not going to be healthy. They get so much from you. Yeah, they get stress. Mm-hmm. They get sleep deprivation. Yeah. They get anxiety. Well, my thing is like, yeah, I'm sure breast milk. Yeah, it's probably they better. They did it for years. Whatever. Of course yeah. it works. But yeah. they came up with formula for a reason. Right. And some people can't breastfeed. Yeah. Like some people don't produce milk or they've had yeah. breast cancer or who knows. There's a whole long list of things. Yeah. That's another reason it's just none of your business and you shouldn't talk about it because it doesn't matter. It's not your baby. So yeah. Worry about yourself. If you want to breastfeed, that's awesome. I, I support that. If I you- can do those moms. I like. I've heard that breastfeeding is a very stressful and like, like it's a it's a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are women who have done it like with their child for years, and they've done it like you said. Your mom did it with all five of you mm-hmm. guys. That is freaking incredible. It is. It's and yeah, and we're not shaming people who breastfeed at all. No, like, that's awesome. It worked for them. It works for you. And you know what? I bet it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Hell of a lot cheaper. It, this year we went through the formula shortage. Ooh. That was horrible. I um, can't imagine. That was like another added stressor. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah. you're like, I got these books. I am ready. Yeah. Well, and then prepared. people were like, well, just breastfeed then. I'm like, well, your milk dries up. It's oh. like. Okay. He's six the, months old. Cool. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and start breastfeeding yeah. now. Hmm. That's not how that works. Yeah. Mm-mm. But yeah, it's. I. Just do what's best for you. Like breastfeeding mentally, mm-mm. and you got to be mentally good to take care of a baby. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just pros and cons. Like if I'm struggling and depressed and just all of that, like that's not good either for the baby. No. So. And they sense that. Like they, they, they get, they sense your vibes like to, to a T. They, they, they know like when you're tensed up, like when you said like the lactation specialist trying to help you, like you're already like you're a first time mom, like you mm-hmm. just went to childbirth and now you're sitting here and like, oh, anybody else want to look at my boob or my yeah. vagina? Yeah. And they literally take the head and like shove it in your boob and like move it around. And I remember just the first time like looking at Jack, like cracking up, like what? She's going to suffocate. Her head is literally half the size of my boob. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, and it was not my jam. No, I, one of my friend, Jack's friend's wife is a nurse, a NICU nurse. And I remember I couldn't figure out the pump machine. Yeah. And like my boobs were so full, engorged. I was like freaking out and I just met her and she like was like, okay, I'll help you. And she just came in the room and like hooked my boobs up. And I'm like, this is like so weird. But thank you. But thank Jesus. you. But I'm just like, this is such a weird like concept. Yeah. So, okay, so you didn't breastfeed. Did you dry your milk up? Yes. Did you use cabbage? I did, and it smelled, I smelled like 
corned beef and cabbage, <laughs> St. Patty's Day. I was like, this is gross. But it works. Yeah, I put it in the freezer. Such a freak like thing. like an ice pack. I like switched with the ice packs and then I'd freeze the cabbage and put it on. And honestly, yeah. it it didn't hurt that bad. I mean, it hurt for like two days. Really sore. Like couldn't yeah. touch him. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. See, I, I remember like um, with Grace, my milk came in like instantly. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I there was no I had I was in the hospital with her for like a day and a half. Like, so it came in when you were in the hospital. Yeah. Oh wow. And I wasn't and they were like, Are you going? I was like, Nope. And so they like all they did was give me like little pads. And like I wasn't like leaking like crazy milk or whatever, but I was like, I gotta get rid of this. Yeah. I, I gotta get rid of it. Like I don't know how and I was searching, I'll Googling everything. And they were like, Yeah, wrap your you know, wrap them in cabbage leaves you roll the cabbage with a roll i rolled it with a rolling pen to like break the veins up and then you wrap your boobs up in it i don't looking I still like don't know why that works i just know that walking that's out of the saw. garden of eden yeah <laughs> Hello. yeah i remember i did it with josh josh was like uh what are we doing yeah i'm like drying this milk up and he was like i like the way your boobs look though <laughs> when my milk came in jack was like whoa Owlers. yeah <laughs> it comes hey in, girl like, that's another thing i didn't know it comes in usually like me three or four days after. And then all of a sudden they're just like massive watermelons on your chest. Yes. And I remember I came out of the bathroom and I like got the chills and I was like, oh my gosh. And Jack's like, oh my gosh. Hello. And I'm like, you want another baby? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't touch me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're like looking all like not pregnant anymore. And yeah. you got these big boobs and your husband's like, hey girl. Yeah. And you're like, get the fuck away from yeah. me. And now my boobs are deflated. Oh, I know. I, that's one thing I do want. I, we'll I, talk about that on another yeah, episode. Yeah, we will. But yeah, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No more no more pregnancy boobs. No more milk boobs. They're just, you can tell that they were filled up and then <laughs> they're no longer. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that, that's, a, but that, it, it's, oof. Did your hair fall out? No. See, see, I, girl, you're so lucky both times. I'm still, like, I did. I got I really these bangs did. and like all this stuff. Girl, I got super in. lucky. Yeah. If it, uh, here's the thing. If it did, it wasn't enough to be noticeable. Now, they were like, okay, you have an epidural because I had all of the things. Sh- shout out to the women who don't. Not me. I had all the epidural. I had all so the drugs. I, I had, mm-hmm. oh, Jack was a C-section, but I did all the things. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to feel any of it. I know what's happening. I don't need to feel it. Yeah. Um, But they were like, yeah, after you have like the epidural stuff and all that, like, and then uh, spinal block or whatever they do. They were like, you'll, you'll lose hair. And then like, obviously when you're pregnant, like your everything is just like luscious. And I feel like maybe that's like some of the reason why your hair, it's like, oh, not really, but it's like nice. Your hair is so pretty during pregnancy. And then it just goes back to reality. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you literally though, go from glowy full hair to a troll. My oh. hair, my hair is falling up. The night sweats. I got the night sweats so yeah. bad. Like you'd soak the bed. I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah gross it sucks yeah because guess what after you have a baby you do that and then like when you get older like me Mm -hmm. you'll start to do that again and it's super fun so fun yeah being a woman oh being a lady's hard (laughs) god it's it's also awesome though but shit it yeah it it has its its perks and then when you get your period back after postpartum oh my god there's so many things i thought i was like hemorrhaging they, yeah, and they, they really don't talk about it. They're like, oh, you're going to have a period. That's not a period. No, I'm like, holy shit. That is not – you you murder somebody. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 It's 
I remember after I had Carson was the first time that Gracie ever like saw me like bleeding yeah. from my vagina. Yeah. Um, and she was like, Mom, <laughs> your cookies broke. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. Like she was scared to death and I was like, oh, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Trust me. I'm fine. It's fine. Go away, please. <laughs> Mia's recently like seen that yeah like, and she asked me if I needed a band-aid so yep <laughs> it was like a big one a really big one yeah and I was explaining kind of the tampon yeah you have to and like, I was like it's like a band-aid kind yeah. of she was like okay well I have to do that when I'm older I'm like unfortunately it's so funny because girls are like that and then like boys like Jackson I can remember I'd be like go get me a tampon and he'd be like what's it for my cookie okay I doesn't can't. ask questions yeah just doesn't does it. care yeah the girl's like what's that yeah even that? now he'll be like uh, whatever. Like, do I, do you need a tampon? No, I don't need a tampon, yeah. but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for checking. Appreciate you. Yeah. The girls ask all the questions. Boys don't care. No. The less they know, the better. Correct. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that was, we could talk about this for hours. I really could. I keep thinking of things in my brain because there's just so much, but yeah, maybe like a different time we'll talk more yeah, about it. Yeah, we'll or do something. like postpartum part two. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll have you guys like ask questions or something and yes, like just things you want us to talk about. Yeah, because we at like you said, we've had such different experiences um, between ourselves and just with all of the multiple children that we have. Yes. That we have six, repopulated the world six, with. Yeah. When it's a good thing, postpartum is just a good thing to know whether you have kids or not because your whole life you're going to be. You're going to go gonna through have people, it, somebody. Yeah, you're going to have people in your life that are having yep. kids. You might have kids. Your your kids are going to have kids. Like, there's just stuff. Because, like, you didn't go through it, but Gracie might have a baby and go through it. And just, yeah. like, there's just things you should know and just be aware of. And they, they're they getting less taboo, but they are tab- they, it's a taboo thing that you don't want to talk about. And people don't like to talk about it because they feel like they are a bad mom. Or yeah. they're... It's uncomfortable or... Yeah, it makes them vulnerable or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and there's still certain things I'll like talk about and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I should have said that, but you're like, fuck it. It's out there. Fuck it. What? Like someone's going to, someone's going to be like, yes. And some people might be like, oh girl. (laughs) Right. Be quiet. (laughs) Right. Tell your friends, listen to this girl. She's crazy. Or be like, whoa. Someone's got to be crazy. Someone's (laughs) got to talk about it. We'll always be the crazy ones. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. You're welcome. Right. Let me. It's be, entertaining. If anything. I'll be the crazy one. I'll be. Yeah. The, yeah. We'll be the crazy ones. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's enough. We can probably reel it in a bit. Reel it in, and yeah, I think that's good. Maybe we'll touch on it again. We'll see. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. All right. Well, until then, see you guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Wife Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode with Erica and Maggie. See you next time on the Wife Life Podcast.